What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Kevin and David Show. Coming at you live from the Good Vibes Studio. Today's special guest, Aaron Karstensen, or Cross Stitch, or Earn. He's an interesting guy. We're going to get into all sorts of fun stuff today. Talk about some music. Talk about passion. Let's get to it. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you today, David? Doing pretty solid. How about you, Aaron? I'm just fantastic. Woo! That was slick, bro. Thank you. I have some experience in radio. All right. We're just going to dive in today. Kevin, would you like to start us off with a, with a few questions for our guest? Actually, first, why don't you introduce yourself? Because Kevin just got a new job. This is true. Um, I now run a restaurant in Ballard, which is really exciting. I am the GM of a place called Parish Northwest. Um, brand new uh, Cajun Creole food. Coming up with some Seattle oh, yeah. ingredients. It's delicious. I recommend you all check it out. Um, I do love Cajun food. It is fantastic. I've gained like 10 pounds this week. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do. All muscle, right? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Let's say that. <laughs> I think one pound of that is your hair. That's true. That's very true. Every time I get a haircut, I feel like I'm like five pounds lighter. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> the effects, bro. Came stocked and ready for this. All right. Well, if you didn't join us last week on our first experimental episode, my name is David. Kevin is my co-host. Um, I'm the owner of Orion Entertainment, local DJ and photo booth business. Yeah. I mean, I think first question, we've got your name. Uh, we know who you are as two of your friends, but who are you? What's up? My name is Aaron. Um, hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Um, I'm a music producer and mix engineer from Bellevue, Washington. Um, or Seattle. If You could say Seattle for people who are macro. They don't know the <laughs> specifics, you know. Uh, near Seattle. Um, for our totally international audience. Yeah, right? exactly. Because yeah. there's thousands of people tuning in. Um yeah, I've been producing. I started producing in high school around, I think, late high school. I was making bleepy bloopies on the computer. Photon. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. I had so many names. Aaron has had, I don't know how many, six, seven, eight alter ego music yeah. production It's so many. Vibes. Yeah. Some of them not so great. Um, and now let's see. Um, so that was, I started when I was 16. I'm about to turn 26. So about 10 years, uh, not always efficient, but 10 years of production experience. <laughs> um, so now I just run a little studio out of my house and I do mixing production, all that stuff for local artists. Um, and I do multiple genres of music for my own stuff. So right now my main thing is like trap metal. Could you tell us a little bit more about what trap metal is for the listeners? Yeah, so trap metal is the dopest. It's so cool. Um, trap metal is it's like underground genre of music. It's like a combination of metal and hip hop, hence the name trap metal. Um, so it's a lot of like, it's like hard hip hop. We hear background music, that's okay. It's like a hard hip hop with screaming on the top of it. So it's going to be like metal vocal. I, I would more consider myself like a metal vocalist than like a rapper, you know? 
So is it more like hip hop beats and then Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, so hip hop beats. I do like putting in big like metal breaks and stuff into mine. So like big guitar chuggy guitars and stuff. And then Yeah. So what made you like discover trap metal? Because that's not something that like someone's like, oh, what are you into? And someone's like trap metal. Like, right. is there a story of how you got there? Like, was you were you experimenting with a sound and then kind of found a genre or like what brought you to trap metal specifically? Yeah, I was over the years. I mean, I, I've always liked kind of like harder rock. Um, Hip hop has been definitely influential um, in my sound as well. I wouldn't say I was a big of a hip hop head, but I definitely love like the hip hop beats and grooves and stuff. That was all super big to me. Um, and then, so I almost say like, oh, I came into hip hop from, or trap metal from the like metal side because I was like, there, I, I wouldn't say, I think a metal purist would be like, that's not metal, but I listened to a lot of like Five Finger Death Punch, like Disturbed. It's kind of like poppy, like hard rock metal. Aaron's definition of pop is very different than <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. mine. So structure wise, structure wise. <laughs> like, I got you. Hooks. Like the poppy metal where you're not like screaming your lungs out. You can right. still understand the lyrics. There's like some melodic like influences yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah. Like they'll usually have a hook. Dale, like a, won't you take me yeah. home? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they'll have like a singing chorus, you know, like they'll, they'll like scream in the verses and then in the chorus they'll be like, Mla. and you're like, oh, sweet. Then you can <laughs> latch onto something. Oh, Dead by April. Yeah, like bands like that. Exactly. Where like a true, like a metal head would be. My, like I feel like truthfully, world. you were probably one of my original, like, I don't know how to really phrase this, but like music appreciation people. Mm. Like, I feel like to this day, like people like Dead by April, a lot of like kind of pop punk stuff that you showed me when we were in high school. I mean, like I still listen to. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not a phase. It's a lifestyle. Exactly. I that on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But um, yeah, my brother sent me like a, a link to some, a guy named Scarlord, which I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's like, he's like. Blank faces over no, here. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. In trap metal, like if, or like, have you heard of Suicide Boys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ghost Mane. No Ghost Mane? Okay. That's fair. There's like, so Suicide Boys, Ghost Mane, and Scarlord are like kind of the precursors like suicide boys is still kind of like dark hip-hop yeah they don't scream as much they do a little bit um but yeah uh so i found them and i went into i was like oh shit this is the perfect combination of all the music styles i like yeah so it was like oh there's hip-hop which is like driving and groovy as fuck and then metal which is screaming and aggressive and i was like this is it like this is the perfect genre how do you kind of blend those two things together that melod those melodic elements with those like really driving kind of darker elements and like still make it sound cohesive? Um, I think ambiguity and in, in melody is super important. Like I think you can make, you can kind of sneak hooks into places where people won't really notice. I think that's part of the car is part of the hard part of making like intense and driving and hardcore music is like ambiguity like using a lot of like half steps and like uh like seven string guitars and stuff you're taking normal like maybe chord progressions and then kind of making dirtying them up to the point where they sound evil you know <laughs> um and i think that's pretty big and that's w one of the harder things to get down when you're creating i know a lot of people who try to get into like hardcore tile styles of music and they're like dude mine sounds like Sounds almost cheesy or too happy or, you know, 
but that's a whole nother deal. I usually do like more rhythmic kind of like, and if you sing a melody while screaming it, you can sneak a melody in there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. I mean, you kind of talk about half steps and like seven string guitars. So you clearly are yeah. versed in music theory. Is that something that you had to like learn for yourself or was that something you were studying in school? Like, um, honestly, I would say my music theory is not, not the best. Um, I, I picked up definitely enough to be a competent producer and, um, you know, I know my chords, my seven chords, blah, 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 but I'm not super, um, I'll just say I kind of zone out when music theory starts getting brought up and I've always been like that. I love music. I love making music and I do practice or I do push myself to learn new things at all times but music theory is one of those things that i'd say i have enough knowledge to get by but i'm not one of those guys that's like oh if you like invert this um and then add a seven and then move it up on the guitar neck then blah blah you know I'm like <laughs> definitely not one of those guys but yeah it's definitely good information i think if you can like if you're interested in it definitely invaluable yeah i've just gotten by without it so <laughs> i think in terms of like everything you're saying, like it's been a long road to get here. Right. Was there like a moment when it switched for you? Like, Oh my gosh, this thing that I've been doing as like a creative outlet really is like, this is what I want to do like for a career. Right. Um, yeah, I think when I was in college, I think we talked about this a little bit last week when we met up, but, um, when I was in college, I would like skip class to make music. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did, I did okay at school, but like, I wasn't super interested in it. I see now. Um, so I dropped out to get sober because I couldn't, like, I couldn't get sober in a frat. That's not a thing, you know? (laughs) He tried. Yeah, I tried. I did. I tried my best, but, um, left. And then, you know, I worked a few jobs here and there, but I was still doing music the whole time. And so my dad was like, yo, like, let's give you a production degree from Berkeley. So I did that online. And then as time went, I was like, all right, like, maybe I could do this. I interned at a few studios, and I worked at a few places, and I was like, then after that, I was like, all right, I think I could do this. Um, And I'm still working on building the business of, like, definitely it's going to take a long time, but, you know, every day or every couple weeks, I'll get a new client and just keep building, so. Well, that's kind of what we come here to talk about is that process of taking your art, knowing you want to do it, to the best of your abilities, know that you want it to be what sustains you. Um, and then kind of discovering how we balance the business side of things with the art side of things. So for this first segment, I'm going to play you out with a, one of X stitches newest tracks taking a life. So I'm just going to let that creep up on your ears and enjoy. Dude, that was raw. That's tight. That was really good. What was that? <laughs> That's the feature. That's not me. But oh, well, you produced it. I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, still yeah, your track. Did. That was that was my homie. Dude, I just hit the start button. No, I was like, okay. whenever that flies, it's gonna fly, and I, we'll I'm see not, what happens. I'm not even mad about it. That's that's my homie Ratchet. He's he's a fucking homie. Um, 
What's it like working with other artists and having to like deal with that ego in that like world? Oh, uh, do you mean like collabing or like production wise? Um, so that's take us through. It's pretty different. As like if I'm if I'm like yo like I'm gonna produce something for you, I take it in a very different like manner. I think that's where like like if someone's coming in, I do operate under the same name always but my like mannerisms and the way i interact with someone is very different like if they're like oh i want a single produced then i'll take them through the whole thing like all right cool so like you're the artist think of me as i'm an extension of your artistic creation so whatever you need me to do i will do that without like injecting my own flavor as much as possible yeah um and that seems to be something that really like loosens people up i think a lot of producers a lot of things i observed going around in different studios is that sometimes producers can get wrapped up in their own ego and be like this is what we should do and the client goes like i don't want to do that and they go we should do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) um so that as far as like production for a client that's something that i really try to be super aware of like what the client wants. And also on top of that, if I'm not the right producer for what they want, I'll be, I'll be like, yo, if you don't like this, we'll find you someone that can produce in a way you want. And I think, so it's like very customer service based, if you will. Um, if I'm working with someone as far as like collabing though, um, I'm kind of changing the way I do that. Like People will ask, not that I'm a big deal or anything, but, like, I'll get DMs from people in the scene being like, yo, dude, we should do a track together. And, like, it's really nice that people want to work on stuff together, but I started seeing a pattern where it's like, all right, I've been doing production and mixing for, like, 10 years. Most of these people are don't have quite as much experience, which is fine. I'm not saying people need to be... Um, you know, the top tier, I'm like, oh, only work with top tier, you know, like, if you're a good dude, and I think you're talented, and we get along, and we know each other, like, we'll probably, we could probably do something together, but um, I sense this pattern where it's like, all right, I'm down to do 50-50 split, no matter what, and then I would end up producing the track, and then writing my verse, and then taking their vocals in, mixing their vocals, mixing the track, doing mastering the the track, yeah, (laughs) Um, which is fine. I'm not saying that. Like I, I'm doing. I don't charge for collabs, which, um, because mostly it's like it's like I see some value in just the like, yo, man, like we should come together. Either mm. in the fact like, I respect the work you're doing. I know you have your audience. And I have mine. I like you as a person. I think we would fit well on a track together. Let's help each other out. Um. So that's usually the way I look at it. Um, so what I'm trying to do now is, is, and then on that one, I'll be a little more like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So that one, and I've had collabs that in the past that just didn't pan out. Like, um, I was working with someone and they sent me vocals. They're like, let's do a track. I made a beat. They sent me vocals. I didn't love the melodies and stuff. And then I sent some stuff back or the lyrics. I couldn't, cause I was like, I can't write about that. I just Mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. I can't write about it authentically. Mm -hmm. I sent them different lyrics, different melodies back. And they were like, I can't really write about that. And then I was like, okay. I was like, here's all my topics. These are things I can write about. You pick the one thing I can't write about. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just never got back to me. And that's fine. That happens. You know, I'm not, I don't think you should force it, but 
as far as collabs, it's a little more like in the air, I would say. Yeah. Um, and that's really just following my gut on stuff as far as like, I think this person's worth working with. Yeah. So I guess question for you there, would you like separate like you doing a collab and making music for yourself? Is that kind of like the passion side of things? And then when you're doing production and mixing and mastering for other people, that's really where like the career comes into play. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I almost see my business, my mixing and production and mastering all that stuff the, that I do for clients. It's, it's almost like, yeah, I do see it as separate as my artistry. Um, and the reason I kind of picked this the way I kind of planned and, the, but it is kind of working out is like, if I'm at work, you know, like you need to, you need to make money. That's kind of life. <laughs> I know. Bridge, right? Bridge. Yeah. So when I'm at work, I'm practicing my artistry. Like I'm practicing the skills, mm -hmm. the technical really cool way to say that. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the way I wanted to do it. <laughs> that's the way I wanted to do it. So like I've edited so many like vocals, so many guitars, so many instruments. I've done chains on all these things to get it sounding clean and tight. And then every time, you know, I'll make a song and then I have like what, like produce a, five to 10 people's projects over a couple months and then come back to my artistry when I have time. Mm -hmm. And then like just passively, I leveled up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, the other day, so Aaron is just an awesome teacher as well. I actually, um, so I'm just getting started out again in my production career and he was helping me out with some vocal processing. Um, and he allowed me to kindly record the zoom session for his, um, vocal vocal chain that he kindly gave me. Um, and, you know, I went through the first time. I completely botched everything. <laughs> it just was not happening. I was so frustrated. I spent so long on it. And then I just I literally wiped the whole thing. Yeah. But I came back the second time. It took me, you know, half the time. And, yeah. and the product was better. So it's like you got to spend the hours on it. And it's like it's such a long road. And you don't see that progress while it's happening. Right. At all. And you just, you get very bogged down and like frustrated, but it's like, you just got to keep trucking. And then all of a sudden what took you three weeks, it was only going to take you an hour. Right. That's exactly it. And that's so huge. I think that's, um, as I've gone on, um, and met more people. And th to me, the reason why I retain clients and keep clients is a combination of like, being easy to work with and like understanding that an artist is, it's like a vulnerable thing to do that. But also like I'm, I've been like, yes, exactly that part. To me, that part's so interesting. Like my, my quality is higher than most people. And that's not me like, Oh, I'm so good. You know, it's like, just because like when you've done it for as long as you've done it, you get to right. start saying that. Right. Right. <laughs> and I think, I think that is exactly why, because I remember even at the old, in the OG, like, Bellevue house, when I was, like, 21, I would, like, record vocals. I'd do exactly that. I was 21, I'd cut vocals, and I'd go, I'd, I'd throw, like, effects on it because I wanted to learn why, how to do these things. I didn't want it, you know, it's easy to, like, be, like, look up, some producers, air quotes, just, like, throw loops down, and they don't know how to EQ something or why. Guilty. Right, and, and that's not <laughs> a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I'm not digging on that. Um, but to me, to be confident in my ability, I wanted to know everything and why everything works. And that's why I think my music was so average for so long is because I was like, I wasn't like, oh, 
let me just find a dope sample. I was like, how do I build this? Or how do I sound design this? How do I EQ? You always took the long road. Exactly. You never took shortcuts. Right. And so that is exactly what you're talking about. When you put down that like vocal chain. And so I showed you the chain and you put the chain down and even the same chain, you're like, fuck, this doesn't sound good. You know? And then you delete it, come back. Same stuff. And you learn it a bit better. Um, And that chain of like five things Mm -hmm. is cut down from like, I mean, at the beginning you don't know anything. So you just throw stuff on and then you start learning stuff. You get a bit better. And like my vocal chains, like four years ago were like 15 plugins. Cause I was like, okay, fix that, fix <laughs> this, move that, move that, move that, you know? And I do the same thing. I'd, I'd listen back the next day. I'd be like, it sounds like shit. I delete it and do it again. Same vocal, same chain. And now after like, so many years the chain and learning the tools properly it's just like all right it's like five things just do them all right and you'll have a clean as fuck sound you know? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i think one of the interesting things in working in a field like music is that people often like associate success with fame um and kind of what you're talking about now is like how you're finding successes in your day-to-day life and in your own just knowledge like mm-hmm. How do like you personally, who's has had a lot of success in that field, kind of measure that compared to this like idea we all grow up on, where fame equals success? Right. That's actually so funny, dude. I had to like wrestle with that for a long time, and I think still like it's something I think about. Um, I mean, I'm super confident in my ability now, and I'm super proud of the work I've done. But as far as like, if you looked at me on paper, dude, like I'm not doing good. <laughs> See, I, I, what I wrote down here, I feel like at least for me personally, like success is supporting yourself. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Who cares what the ceiling is as long as the bottom is you eating and being able to continue to do it. Right. A hundred percent. And that, I think for a while, I I remember like a couple years back, I think I just wasn't happy with where I was and what the music I was making. And I didn't have enough, like any clients and I just realized I was like, if I need to, if this is going to work, I need to make it work. You know, I can't just sit in my house and like make a beat and be like, well, there's no one paying me. You know, I have to go like (laughs) network and like get better. If if you want people to like, be like, holy shit. If you want people to buy your stuff. And I see this so much on Instagram. People be like, buy my beat, please. I'm like, your beat's not good. (laughs) Um, That's no offense. But it's like, I realize like, especially, yeah, I know. (laughs) Especially with music. And how, like, how many people do it? If you want people to, like, pay you to do something, you have to be really fucking good. To the point where they go, like, dude. Um, I've had a few artists be like, bro, this is what I wanted it to sound like. Like, this is what it sounded like in my head. That's really cool. Like, right. this was a compliment yeah. they gave you? Yeah, where they, like... That's huge. Right. They would be like, oh, fuck, dude. This is what I wanted it to be. And then I have a client for life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So... That to me is the most fulfilling thing, hundred percent. Like really I'll just cool. be brutally honest. I don't even make minimum wage yet off my business, um, and that's why we have Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we love Frank. But familial support is important, and I and I probably you know I probably could have been more efficient, smarter. Your dad has but, been know. one of the most like supportive yeah. parents of your music career, though. Right. But I think he always saw that like it kept you out of trouble. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he knew I was working before even I knew I was working. You that's know, like, like yeah. a fact. 
where I'd be like, I don't know, like I'm not shit, but he'd be like, dude, you're in the studio, you know, trying so putting in hours. Yeah, I remember yeah. when he was like, you should be taking music production classes, you right? Know, where it was like that was really cool to see because like, yeah. like yeah, like as your friend, I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, right. thank God we have parents, right? To be like, hey, you yeah. love this, try this. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, dude, for a while there's a like frantic years I would say where like I was really unhappy, and I felt that like I was like. I need to like post to Instagram. I need to like hit people up. I need to be like a savage businessman. I don't know. Like, you know <laughs> that like you get in that zone for a few years. Like, why is this not working? Um, and that started to f- fade away. Um, when I started releasing cross stitch, which was the beginning of the f- January, 2020 was when I was like, all right, I made the first cross stitch song and I was like, okay, this is more what I want to make. It felt like fulfilling artistically. Cause the Imperidol stuff was, was fine. I know you liked it, but like, I was a big fan. <laughs> yeah. But like artistically, I was like, this is not good enough. You know, like cool. where I'm like, people don't fuck with this. Well, like, I think that's one thing we want to dive into as well is that sense of like, you know, cool that I like it. Right. That's great. You make music so other people can enjoy it, but ultimately you make it because it's something deeply personal and it's something you're trying to work on for yourself and just, create right and it's like it's the relationship between the person who's listening to it and loving it but the artist's own struggle with the music right exactly and i think that the reason why like uh, now i can't now be when once i found my style now i can't really be offended like you could tell me you hate my music and i, I would feel nothing i'd be like okay <laughs> cool like and and, and it's like nothing. it's a it's a like a yeah <laughs> It's like a confidence thing. Like in the past, if someone was like, dude, the Imperial stuff is cool, but like it feels like you're kind of singing like a little bit like too soft or it's too slow. And I'd be like, oh shit, like I should fix it. Maybe I should make it, you know, but with the, with the, and, and you mentioned like, yes, I want to make music that people like. The thing about it is like often your friends and family aren't going to be your target audience. So it's like, yeah, bro, I love you, dude. Don't listen to my new song. Yeah, yeah. Like (laughs) I love you, bro, but like, you're probably not my target audience for trap metal stuff, but it's more true to me. Well, we're going to talk about exactly what Aaron's latest creation and how he specifically targeted David Schwartz yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. when he was thinking about sad boy pop. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this real segment here. We're going to do it by playing you Aaron's latest side project called Dreams Don't Come True. This is going to be Kevin's first time hearing the track. I heard it for the first time like right before we started recording and i have to say is the greatest thing i've ever heard come out of an aaron carstensen production thanks bro and i'm so excited to watch your face when you hear this motherfucker (laughs) okay you ready for the track yeah you're not ready It took so many years from me, yeah It's why they never hear from me, you know Cause this is real life, yeah World doesn't owe you nothing Born behind and I will stay behind Fucking lose, I couldn't make it right See, this is sick. Oh, 
Thanks, bro. I think you posted this on Instagram, right? Yeah. Like like a snippet of it? Yeah. This is sick. Dude, you are what the gay community would call versatile. Oh, really? <laughs> I meant that musically, of course. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, wow, you can do that. And then you can also do trap metal. Like what yeah. the heck? <laughs> really good. It's Thank f- you. That is incredible. Yeah. Like black bear, right? Okay. I Am I that. the only one? No, I see that people. What do you think? Tell yeah. us post in the comments. <laughs> it's the comment section, man. <laughs> I'll take it. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So why, I guess my first question upon hearing that is like, where did the side project come from? Is it was like you were feeling another like creative outlet and then cross stitch didn't like fit that like yeah 100 percent. i think like i've always loved like sad angsty music don't we all i know right <laughs> there's something about like that super um you know so what it was was like i had i had stuff i wanted to write about because i was starting to find new artists and i was like shit like i want to write about some real stuff that didn't really quite mesh with the cross stitch style and like people were, you know i know people are pretty chill about it now like i might have been able but might have been able to do cross stitch releases that but like that would be kind of a stretch i felt artistically i was like i want them separate yeah and the reason i did that is because there's a few things like i over the years like i've tried that style before and i just couldn't nail it because it's pretty it's pretty hard to do and so technically that was where um i got a few people telling me like yo that's the best project i've heard you do like they were the trap metal guys you know they're like oh shit um well you kind of talked about trap metal and like the melody and really having all the like harmony and stuff and you can definitely show that you have mastered that with this track which is really cool yeah so i i wanted to um yeah i wanted to uh, what it was i wanted to create a vibe basically because i think that's so important is like creating an atmosphere um yeah so what i did to me, almost like, yeah, lyrics are important. I think a solid songwriter, solid producer, whatever will, solid artist will strive to put meaningful lyrics down in something. Uh, I totally, like, I totally understand the importance of that, but there's something about the production, um, the vocal delivery. That was a big thing too. Where like when I first started singing, I wasn't singing very like, I wasn't good, you know? I mean, I could hit match pitch, but there's a lot of like, vocal we talked about this earlier like you have to practice singing yeah to get better at singing so that when you're processing your own vocals they sound better so that the final product sounds better and so as someone who's literally just starting out i even noticed that when i was recording my own vocals and it dawned on me i was like dude you got to do some vocal warm-ups like you got to actually like you got to you got to be a singer if you're going to try to sing exactly and what i started noticing is like Stuff that I wasn't good at in the past was, like, uh, there's so many techniques. Um, it was, like, vocal shaping, like, character shaping, and, like, and uh, air quotes, like, play the character. Like you totally. was, Yeah, when you see, like, mm. like Bonnie Vare or mm. Bon Iver, um, any singer like that, like, any, like, solid pop singer kind of sings, they'll have almost, like, um, oh, it's hard to say, they'll pronounce their words kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So totally. you'll, like, and you're, like, okay, sing this, and you go... I am singing. Yeah, this is how I <laughs> sing. And you go, okay, I sang it. And you're like, nah, like you hit the notes. <laughs> but like, the w- if, and what I was practicing and trying was like, okay, I want to sing it like my mouth doesn't even open, you know, like I'm singing, you know, like super like lazy and like shaping the, the, the words, the delivery 
to fit the emotion. So part of the reason why mm. my voice sounds better and more professional in that in that song is because I was consciously trying to sing lazier as far as vowel mm. delivery. Hmm. Interesting. And is that like you just experimented till you kind of came up with that or did yeah. you like read that somewhere? Well, I just started observing it. Like there's these artists that I listen to that they're like, I'm like singing, you know, and you're like, whoa, like if you think about like if he was in the room doing that, like on the track, it sounds fine. Yeah. You're like, I love this vocalist. Yeah. But if you think about him doing that on the mic, it's very, it's like, um, um, what is that? Performative almost. I mean, it sounded kind of like you were singing almost like a like blink or green yeah, day voice exactly. right there where you have these like kind of like punk, like punk dudes who are like, yeah. I'm so cool. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> where they like bear like, oh, yeah, I fucking miss you. Well, I like, I like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like how you called it a character. Though, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, when you're writing a song, whatever point of view it's coming from, there is character there. Right. Right. So it's like any whether or not that character is you. But even even if you're writing about a moment in time that you're experiencing, like given on whatever situation you're in, like that changes who you are, like your character, like code switching and like just being who you are around different people. Like naturally I will sound gayer in a group of gays than I will in a group of straights. Right. Like, Oh my. Wait, (laughs) (laughs) 10 year old joke. Sorry. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I know you're still not thrilled. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. She loves me. She does. (laughs) But dude. Yeah. So that's what I noticed. Like when, like the late in Paradol, like ending in Paradol, I realized like, I was like, okay, I'm learning more of my like vocal range. And I was like, I I was like, I don't know what genre of fucking music this is. You know, like in my head, I was like, I want to make like Linkin Park. And then I was like, yeah, I'm singing. <laughs> and then I was like, I'd listen back to it like three months later. And I'd be like, it wasn't defined. Yeah. In, in like, in a way. <coughs> Bless you. I got a scratchy throat, dude. COVID. I scratched the throatchy. Um, but um, I emailed you, by the way. <laughs> what? I'm blowing you. up over there. Yeah, because <laughs> you're gonna play one of my songs, and I have a different one that you should play. Oh, I see. Oh, there it's we go. Unreleased. <gasps> okay. Well, we're talking oh my <laughs> about that. Kind of just dialing back to you talking about the character. Yeah. Um, I think something that was really interesting. And you kind of talked about like you have topics that you can write about, you know, right. like specifically, and then you start talking about an atmosphere. Yeah. So I guess like when you're writing a song, talking about like you know the creative side right now. Do you start with an atmosphere or do you start with a topic? Because, I mean, it's not like you're, you know, when I think of like rock bands a lot of the time, it's like, oh, well, we like wrote this lick and then we wrote lyrics to it. So that's like the atmosphere. Yeah. And then I do know that there are some bands who like write the lyrics and they're like, let's write the guitar to this. So like, which one do you start with typically? Or like, do you kind of go back and forth? Right. And I think that totally varies from artist to artist or band to band, 100%. For me personally, I've been so obsessed with like vibe. Yeah, over the years of like, why does like, why can I sing all the same words, use the same chord progressions, try to copy their synths of these bands and not sound anything like, like, why do I sound like a B version of all these people? Like, mm-hmm. you know, why is mine like not have like a vibe? That's, it's, yeah. hard to, it's hard to put my finger on it. So that is where I start every single time. Like I pick kind of like, oh, is this like a trap metal or is this a chill? Like I find yeah. a, and that's where I do grab loops, like splice, off mm. splice. I don't know if y'all know what splice is. Yes, sir. David knows. It's like a sample library um, that you subscribe to, and it's got, like, millions of samples. Um, 
So I'll find just a loop that has a good groove and a good like feel to it. You know, like if you find like I was doing like the urn stuff, that little um, I guess I wrote that loop on guitar, but I'll find like a on splice. I found like this piano sample that was kind of these sad chords, but on top of them being like sad chords, it sounded like you heard the like creak of the like chair and yeah. the like. The, yeah, the you know, and the tone or the kind of sonic elements. Yeah, the that atmosphere. tell a story. Too. Yeah, it yeah. sounded really like gritty and like real and like emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's that. And I was like, all right, now I'm gonna write a song with that feeling in mind, and then I can build out everything else. I, I I think that's cool. totally spot on too, because it's like I don't think it necessarily matters whether you do the lyric first or the or the you know guitar first or whatever it is, but like deciding what that feeling is that you're going to create and capture. Right. I think is really important too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like I said, for everyone, it can be different. Some people really like writing lyrics. I, I'll be honest. I hate writing lyrics. It's my (laughs) least favorite part of the process. And that's not like, I'm not going to stop doing it or anything, but for whatever reason, like, it's like pulling teeth. Like I, I, I'll go weeks going like, you should write that song and I'll go, (laughs) fuck. I don't want to do it. And then I'll sit down to write a verse and I'll go, well, eh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just me personally. That's my, my feel. Um, yeah. So we've got one more project, this unreleased. Bro, this is like fresh, fresh. Like I don't even. Fresh. I need a DJ sample to scratch on. Yeah. I don't sure. even know how this master sounds outside, pull of this the, out. outside of the studio. So Cool. It might be shitty. Which project <laughs> is this for? This is for Cross Stitch. Awesome. Yeah. And while we're we're getting this loaded up, why don't we just uh, talk to the people? Tell them uh, like, so if they want to, you know, hire you to do production for them, how do, how can they find you? How can they find your music? All that good stuff. Walk up to me, tap my butt two times. Um. Oh, you can DM me or. On on my Instagram is X Stitch Music, all one word. Apparently, it's Cross Stitch. I I did make that mistake. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't. Whatever people call me is fine. I'm kind of letting the uh, market figure that out, you know, or like Touche. Yeah, <laughs> changes on a day to day basis. Yeah, the official the official name is Cross Stitch, but the Instagram handle is X Stitch Music, and then my email is X Stitch dot Music at Gmail dot com. The name, my full name is Cross Stitch, but when I'm like signing off emails or, or like stuff like that, I'll just be like, peace out, Stitch. And when I like hmm. jump into live stuff with other trap media people, they go, oh, what up, Stitch? So it's like, eh, whatever. So it's Stitch. Yeah, it's whatever you You're want. a cute little blue furry thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Stitch. Yeah, bro. I can't do the voice. Can you do the voice, Kevin? Oh, God. Can no. anyone do the voice? <laughs> no. Um... No, I got nothing. So cool. So that's how people would be able to collab with you, be able yeah. to hire you to make a song for them, uh, or yeah, yeah. produce a song for them. Yeah. Gotta use the right lingo, obviously. And um, I'm pretty lax yeah, about it right now. Yeah. Most of my stuff is like word of mouth at the moment. I'm yeah. sure once it gets too much, I'm gonna need to like section it off farther, but right now, like it's pretty lax. And for, awesome. for for those youngins out there who are just in the early days of their pursuit of their passion what uh what words of wisdom would you bestow upon them that's so funny dude i think about that a lot oh i think i think the, like the biggest thing 
um, besides like persistence is like, I was thinking about this is like, take the time to get to know yourself truly, because I don't think, imagine, imagine if I was just in Peridol until I was 70 years old because I thought people would like it more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it just would, there would never, it would never click. Okay. There's also a version of me in my head that I've never given up on. As far as like, I'm not there yet. Like in the future, I'll have like neck tattoos. Dude, and this is some good content. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm gonna go get my hair dyed, and like yeah. the look is gonna go with the sound. And it's like I've always said I, I'm not gonna get a tattoo until I'm 110 percent certain I never have to interview for a job ever. Oh, <laughs> no, I feel you, bro. But um, I think musically everything. Just don't stop searching because like it's. E- I think it's so easy to stop. You know, you hit your 20s and you're like, well, like. I'm going to go get a job and, you know, it was cool. I was thinking about that for a while, but, you know, maybe I'll just do it as a hobby or maybe blah, blah, blah. Maybe I don't need that to be happy. And it's like, dude, like, do what you need to do as far as like, oh, if you need to get a job, that's fine. But like, please don't stop going. Like, if you're unhappy or there's parts of you that you're like, I wish I could do this or I wish blah, blah, blah. Just be honest about about it and like, be patient with yourself. Yeah. Cause like the reason I haven't gotten my new tattoos is just because I'm afraid. Mm. Yeah. That's like, and fear is a huge thing too. Mm-hmm. Like identify your own fear and you can conquer it, you know? Preach. That's really cool. Yeah. I think I got one last question for you. Just coming from, you kind of talked about how you started this whole thing 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of cool. We're on year 10 right now yeah. and you've learned so much and you've talked about how you've really grown into yourself as an artist and a person. And like in this last year, you've really found your sound. Right. 10 years from now, you know, like 20 years down the line. Yeah. Do you have like a hope of where you'll be? Do you even think that far ahead? Is there just like, it's out there? Like, right. what do you, what do you think about if I say like 10 years from now? That's a good question. That's tough. I think, um, in the past I was like, dude, I just want to be like famous and like blah, blah, blah. Um, I have this, I'm starting, my anxiety just tr- is like, it, it gets triggered by this like, kind of um this cancel culture type stuff <laughs> and all that yeah. so i'm like i have this deep fear of being famous now <laughs> like oh I feel where that. i was like I yo like you know i just it just freaks me out you said too much shit you'll get in way too much trouble <laughs> no dude i mean i think I'm just kidding do. yeah I know, I think, just kidding yeah, i know it's not as big as a thing as it makes it out to be but for some reason it it's it like the past few months when i was just like i had to go back to the doctor because i was like i couldn't like let it go. Well, that's why know? they call it anxiety. Right. Exactly. Otherwise it would be yeah. like rational fears. Yeah. Then I'd be like, <laughs> things. but I started finding out that like when I did start doing stitch stuff and I started getting more clients, I was like, Oh, like this is what I'm doing. Like the, so whatever happens, like I, I I'm going to, this is the way I do it. This maybe isn't the most efficient way to do things, but if I feel like making a stitch song, I'll make a stitch song. And if I see an opportunity to progress my stitch career, yeah, I'll take it like I'm doing this song with this pretty this like bigger artist that I just that's why I was late today because I was telling David I was like I was in his live stream just like bugging him being like yo man we did this song together because he wasn't getting back to me yeah and I was like like just bugging him basically and he was like oh shit stitch I need to get back to you yeah and I was like okay like I'm not gonna sit on my ass and do nothing like yeah I'm gonna take those pushes when I can but if I don't see them I'm not gonna freak out and it comes in waves now. If people need production, I'm going to take those opportunities. Yeah. 
Um, and I started learning to like code and stuff because I love nice. video games. And I was like, dude, did 10 years. I don't know. Maybe I'll have a music career, like a, maybe I'll have it like a touring career, like a big, like s- artistry career. Yeah. Maybe I'll just have a solid production business. Um, maybe both, maybe I'll just make a cool game just cause I think it would be fun. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I think the main goal for me is just, yeah, just p- be able to support myself. That's still my goal. And that's still, I think the most important thing. And that's, and I realized that the, like, and the gym too, I'm like, when the gym was taken away for the COVID mm. stuff, that was part of the anxiety. And I was like, I, oh, it made me realize how much I love the gym. I'm like, I don't care what my body looks like. I don't need to look like a fucking Abercrombie model or he does though (laughs) (laughs) for all the ladies. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I stopped worrying about that shit that like, why am I not big enough? Why am I not strong enough? Why am I not making enough money? Yeah. And I realized that like that Mm. shit does not fucking matter. One thing that's been helping me a lot recently is like, you know, getting down on yourself for not doing well enough, but like just pump yourself up for doing it at all right yeah and like putting in an effort because sometimes that's all you can do but it's always going to be better than not doing it exactly yeah another big thing i do is um i have this like accountability sheet basically and it's like it's almost like my to-do list or my like things that i got done list and something that helped me tremendously is just just being because having your own like business um especially early on is like there's a lot of downtime Mm -hmm. where you're like I would, I wasted so much time just like I do a mix for two hours and then I'd be like, all right, watch the office for like four hours, you know? And like, <laughs> if you look like it sounds like, oh, he's killing it or like he's working. I think people think I work harder than I do sometimes because <laughs> there was so much time that I was just like burning. Um, but the accountability sheet, what I, what I, what I, it changed the way I think about like productivity. So what I do basically is anything like really productive like oh i did a mix for someone and they're paying me so i sent the invoice stuff like that yeah of course i'll put that on my done list but anything that i feel is productive beyond just like sitting there i'll put on this list so i can see like how much so if i so i i get socially anxious about like meeting up with new people or like going somewhere so if i so like i'll put this down today i'll put like podcast done like that's something i did yeah and i can look back at the week that like no matter it doesn't have to be monetary Mm. it can be like oh i dm'd someone that i didn't usually talk to i went i drove to everett to do a podcast yeah stuff like that so it's more like a wins list yeah things you did to like like, oh i didn't just waste my whole life right exactly i like that yeah. yeah and so it's just very helpful because it could be anything it'd be like oh i did coding for an hour that's that's awesome. i'm not getting paid for that shit <laughs> yeah but yeah all right well that was some wisdom i'd say drop <laughs> that mic but please don't i just <laughs> bought <laughs> gotcha. um so we're gonna take things out with aaron's or sorry stitches i know you too well yeah. stitches <laughs> last our, our newest production excuse me never before released track is called stray noise is that no nah, i don't even it doesn't have a title we don't have a name it's probably gonna be called um bucket or guts in a bucket <laughs> I, can't I can't tell if you're <laughs> <laughs> he could tell he's probably serious <laughs> we can let the people decide stray right, noise you know? was the work crowdsource it yeah yeah well thank you so much for coming in today um you know as our friend we appreciate it but also like you dropped a, no- a lot of knowledge on people which is really really cool and we really appreciate you just coming in and taking this leap with us and yeah is there anything you want to say to the people about this song as we play you out? Um, no, thank you guys for having me. It was super fun to catch up and chill. Um, <laughs> the song, I think it's dope. We got to hear the metal breakdown. I mean, I'll just play out the, like, okay, the whole thing. Okay, sweet. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
It's loud, by the way. <laughs> Is that just you, like? and gentlemen that is cross stitch this has been another fine episode of the kevin dave show thank you so much for joining us we hope to see you next week peace out peace